Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hey, folks. Lord bless you. Thanks for joining me again today. I was talking about being authentic, being the real deal. I talked a little bit about mothers yesterday, but I want to continue down that same same line. I talked about being authentic and and how so many people claim to be Christians, but that's all they do is they claim it. We can say a lot of things. I can say I'm the best basketball player in the world, but my, if my actions don't show it, I didn't play in the NBA, didn't play college. Hmm, I wonder how I'm the best basketball player in the world. We say a lot of things, but our life proves what we are. Our Heavenly Father, I pray as we live our lives for you that we would be a living witness, that we would not be afraid to stand up for you at all costs. God, that we would live for you, we would walk with you, and God, if we drift away, that you would encourage us to get back, come back again. God, we need to have a strong relationship with you. The Christian walk is a relationship with you, knowing we can leave all our needs and all our thoughts with you, and that you will direct our paths. Thank you for directing our paths today. Thank you for these great listeners today. Guide their lives in every way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, so here we've got here we've got uh, this deal being the real deal type of thing. And I've got I want to move on past that. I, I used Proverbs 31, talked about a godly woman, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Well, I believe that. I believe that he wants us to follow him. Then I use the scripture, 2 Corinthians 13, 5 through 8, when he talked about examine yourselves to see if you're in the faith. Well, we are hindered by the world's philosophies, folks. We listen to what the world says, and we fall victim to the world. The world does not want us to be too Christian in a non-Christian world. They just want us to be enough that we can get by. That's the world. The world... Uh, teaches us that sin is okay. Sin as you want, sin as you must, it's okay. Because we've all sinned. That's what the world teaches us. And Jesus teaches, love the Lord thy God with all thy soul, with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy might. Love him. Really love him. Really have a relationship with him. You know, Galatians, Paul says to the church of Galatia in chapter 1, verse 10, And am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. No, we're not, we're not, we don't need the approval of human beings. I guess the election is today as we're talking the primary election. And you know, you're going to vote on different people. I'm going to vote on different people. I have I have a I know a lot of these people that are running personally, and I certainly have my ideas, but that doesn't mean my ideas are right. I want people to vote their hearts, vote their conscience, what they know about people. You know, so many times we just cast a vote just because. I don't want to cast a vote just because. I'm going to cast a vote because I know someone is going to do well uh, working in the state government. And there are people that are fantastic. I can tell you. I could, name, I could sit here and name you bunches of people that I just have total trust in because of their hearts. And not, not all of them are Christian, but they're, all of them that I'm thinking about have great, uh, they know politics and they know uh, the state and they know what to do to help the state. And I appreciate that. I don't have all the right answers. I have friends of mine that ask me uh, who would I vote for, what the deal is. And I, I will tell somebody the opinion. I don't say it. I don't tell them that from the pulpit or 
you know, even from the radio, I just, I sometimes talk about people on the radio and talk about how good they are, but I don't tell them who to vote for. You vote for who, who God leads you to vote for, but pray about it. Say, God, show me the way, and certainly get out and vote. You know, certainly get out and vote. I hope you voted in my precinct, which uh, Cloverdale Church of God, we have a precinct, and we will be serving you hot dogs if you come in for lunch and dinner to vote today, and cookies. So, you know, it'll be a great time, and I'll be hanging around there quite a bit. I'd love to see if you're in my precinct and you see me, please say hi. I would, boy, I'd love that. Uh, anyway, Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 through 8, this is... This is the Apostle Paul talking to the Church of Colossae. Now, he just talked to the Church of Galatia. Now, he's talking to the Church of Colossae. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus, Lord, continue to live your lives in Him. Continue to live your lives in Him. Recognize that He is your Lord. He says, be rooted and be built in Him, strengthened in your faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of the world rather than on Christ. And see, that is so true. People want to teach us hollow and deceptive philosophies. They don't want Jesus in the center of what's going on. They want to avoid anything at all that deals with Jesus. People, we should be running from that and running to Jesus and sharing Jesus with them and not being afraid to stand up for Jesus. Are you ashamed to say, I'm a Christian? Have you ever said that this last month to anybody? Have you ever just been out and you've gotten a conversation and you let them know that you're a Christian? You say, well, I don't want to brag. I don't want to. Well, how about make it a testimony? Like saying, you know what? I was lost but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. I struggled in life, but when I turned to Jesus, he helped me, he gave me strength, and now when I struggle, I just ask him to guide my life and help me to use that tool as a growing opportunity to be a better man or better woman. He wants to change your life. He wants to use you. I'm telling you what, this world is going downhill in 100 miles an hour. We see it happening. We see all this stuff from the north. We see all of, of Russia and China and North Korea and all these things happening. And we hear of things and we start reading about end times. And all of a sudden our heart is quickened and we think, is this it? Well, folks, it may very well be. It may very well be. And I know one thing. I am going to be ready. If he comes tonight, I'm ready. If he comes tomorrow, I'm ready. I don't have to shudder and be fearful because here he is. Because I know Folks, know without a shadow of a doubt that you are a child of the King. And if you don't, ask him today. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Walk with me from this day forward. And folks, he will. He will. I promise you, he will. And you'll be heaven bound. And you won't have to worry and fret about what tomorrow holds. If Jesus shows up and all of a sudden every eye will see him, every tongue will confess, you will know that you are right before him. We need our eyes opened. You know, I talk a lot about the churches in Revelation. I did a series on the seven churches, and I, I'm going to do it again. I do it on a Sunday afternoon because I want to discuss this with people. But one of the things that these seven churches have in common is that Paul the Revelator, through Jesus Christ, shares about 
their church. And he says, you know, hey, you're doing some good things. You're doing some things right. But I have a problem with this. He goes on to say, but you are not doing these things. You're doing some things right, but you're you're forsaking what you first learned. And people, I think that's a case with a lot of Christian people. They're forsaking what they knew, what their parents taught them, what the church taught them through the Bible. And they're forsaking that because the world doesn't want us to be too Christian. I so in love the great glory uh, harvest here a few weeks ago and saw all those people come to Jesus. And it was so encouraging. I can tell you what I like about Greg Gloria is he preaches a simple message straight to the point and gives people the opportunity to make that decision for Christ. I've watched him on TV and listened. I go to YouTube and look him up and follow some of his messages. One thing about Greg Gloria's messages, they're usually 20 to 25 minutes. They're not long messages, but boy, do they hit the point. And folks, we need people to stand up and hit the point. Ephesians chapter 1, this is to the church of Ephesus, another one of Paul's churches. He says this, verse 18, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. That you would know the riches of his glorious inheritance, what he has for you, that your heart may be enlightened, that your eyes may be open, that you will see the truth and the truth of God will set you free. It's God alone who gives you strength. We don't can't rely on what people tell us. We can't rely on what the world tells us. But it's God alone who gives you strength if you call upon him. God changes us from the inside out. He wants us to know him. And he wants to start inside. I told a story about a missionary that was going to a, to a remote Indian tribe and the Indian tribe would not let him be a missionary there unless he married one of the chief's daughters. So they prayed the daughters out in front of him, and they were beautiful, all but one. One was kind of homely, and just uh, she was kind of the uh, black sheep of the family, whatever you want to call it, the ugly duckling. And I don't know how ugly she was, but she was just, she wasn't preferred. And he chose her. And everybody was in the tribe. Why would you choose her? Why don't you choose so-and-so? She's gorgeous. And or this other one. Why her? He said, this is who I want. Well, he married her. And he ministered there at the tribe. And he developed a very close relationship with his wife and led her uh, to a great knowledge of Jesus. And she grew in the Lord. And so they went away and did a mission for a couple years together. And then they came back to the tribe, and everybody says, who are you married to? Who is that? Because she was so beautiful. She was so incredible that God had transformed her inside out because she was so in love with Jesus. See, Jesus transforms our life. Are you ready to be transformed? The real deal comes from obeying God's word, being obedient to him. Listen to this last passage today, Colossians, Paul again Chapter 3, 12 through 14. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. 
We must make the decision to take our walk with God seriously. Please make that decision with me. Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.